You are listening to 103.5 FM, WLSP LP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and you are in Homeroom. I am Jeff Robbins filling in uh, this week for Todd Maluski, and uh, I want to thank Todd for giving me the opportunity to be here in, in our own studios. It's, it's always fun to be here in the glacial, not the glacial, the uh, the glamorous, the extravagant 103.5 FM, The Sun, community radio studios underwritten by our good friends at the Bank of Sun Prairie. And uh, I am pleased to be joined today on Homeroom by Brad Saren, of course. How are you Hello. doing, Brad? How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing fine, thanks. And Brad, why don't you introduce uh, your guests today, and uh, we'll start talking about what they're here to talk about. Yeah, so it's this time of the year, uh, every year. Uh, so th- is this your fifth time in the program, Shelley? I think so, probably. I think it is, too, yes. for a variety of different topics. Yes. Uh, yes. Today, we've got two inter- interesting topics, and uh, the first one is summer school. First, I'd like to introduce Shelley Weiss. Uh, she is really the, the coordinator, the director, the the maestro of all of our summer school programming across the school district. So thank you again for being here. Thank you, Brad, for inviting me. I appreciate it. And we also have another guest, Lisa Hennessy, who is a summer school principal, but also does coordination of our math programming across the district, too. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so Shelley, let's start with let's start with like the core of summer school. Sure. So, so if you are just driving in your car right now, tuning into one zero three five, and you want to know, like, I didn't even know that Sun Prairie had a summer school program. What is it, and why do we have it? Uh, Sun Prairie summer school program is phenomenal. <laughs> First of all, I am very proud. I was just at the DPI yesterday, and they were showing me some statistics. We have, uh, if not the largest, one of the largest district-led summer school programs in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we serve children coming into kindergarten, so pre-K through 12th grade, and we have a very comprehensive program. First of all, we have uh, we focus on um, the essential concepts that kids need to succeed so we have reading and math that's very uh, a primary Mm -hmm. focus at the elementary and middle school level and then at the high school level we have both initial credits so students can come in and earn credit and they can also if they're a little short on credit toward graduation they can get that credit too so that they can graduate on time or early and end up with a lot of uh high school credits before they graduate so we serve kids throughout the district um our elementary program we go from all of the elementaries down to housing in five schools Uh, lisa is one of the elementary principals and this year and we always always look at maintenance and construction as one of the first things because they're going to be doing some work at cardinal heights where we usually hold our middle school and upper middle school programs we're going to move all of our programs from fifth grade through 12th grade to the high school and uh I will also comment, Brad, we start working on summer school during summer school. Mm -hmm. So we start working on 2020 and 2019, and we have a lot of the groundwork done, a lot done by the summer school principals by November. We're, we're, we've got things in place. Um, parents have already received information on how they can request classes for their school or for their children. And we start the high school uh, registration very early. So students know what they're going to be able to get to in, in the summer. And I am so proud to tell you that we already, already, and it's not even the end of February, we have already 500 students enrolled at the high school level. Um, a couple of the things I'm really pleased about is we offer nutrition 
nutrition program, so we have breakfast and lunch at every level for all children. And the other program that um, is very special uh, in Sun Prairie is that we go above and beyond for incoming kindergarten students. And I'm going to ask Lisa to talk about that. We have a program we call Kickoff to Kindergarten, and it's a wonderful introduction for for our youngest learners to the big school. Yeah, kickoff to kindergarten is really well attended. A lot of students um, and families take advantage of that opportunity. Um, And one of the best things about it is kids just get acclimated to school, right? So they're in a school building, some of them for the very, very first time in our district. Um, They get to experience and learn how to enter in their code to get breakfast or lunch every day. Um, They also go through um, experiencing some drills, uh, like fire drills for the first time, and they just have great support in their classrooms, learn how to play with each other, learn how uh, the letters of the alphabet, there's just so much introductory learning and just exposure to school and what that looks like. And so I know that our students really love it and um, they're having so much fun, especially in that class. And I think families really take advantage of that opportunity to get into the school before the school year starts. And Lisa, you you were a principal uh, for summer school last year too, right? Yes, and yeah, the so, year before. And the year before. So where were you and how are those experiences? Um, I mean, they're incredible experiences. So the very first summer I was at Bird and we had Bird and Westside uh, students there. And then last year I was at Token Springs with Token Springs and Royal Oak students. And this year, once again, at Token Springs with Token Springs and Bird students. So I would just say um, the overall the experience is wonderful. As a principal, I get to see kids and teachers in such a fun environment um, and kids just being able to be in all these different classes that they don't get to experience during the school year is really awesome, especially for our elementary students that don't always have that choice in their day. So they can take an hour of art every day. They can take, you know, a class on yoga every day. So, so what is your favorite class? I know that you must, you must be walking oh around gosh. and like want to, yes. t- you know, mad sneak into scientists. Oh. <laughs> I so think that kids just that. love mad scientists. Yeah. Um, they, there's a lot of different experience, uh, experiments that they do. Like they tie dye shirts one day, they make slime one day. Oh my gosh. They do. I can't the volcanoes even remember. Too, oh yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And they, they make s'mores out in the sunlight. There's just, so many different things that they're doing every single day in that class and i think that that is one of our very highly enrolled classes too across the board yeah so one of the things for the school district that i think is interesting because people don't necessarily understand how how our programming just really integrates together so you know we've got exceptional programming during the school year and we also have programming uh, after school with our partnership with community schools which is you know how we take care of students from like 2 30 or 3 all the way to seven o'clock at night and one of the things that we do and are committed to is taking uh, taking care of kids over the summertime too and so we've got this like comprehensive approach for caring for kids uh, throughout the entire school year, which I, I just I just think is super neat, and to have and to have it now at five sites at elementary yes. is really neat. Uh, we also do. If I could just build on that, mm-hmm. um, and you can hear the enthusiasm from I hope from both of us, but from Lisa for sure. Uh, one of the things that we uh, started a year ago is we have an early morning class at the elementary level. So what we discovered is that there it's difficult for some parents um, for that time from when they're leaving. For for work 
to the time school starts at 8. And so what we have is we have an early morning drop-off class so parents can bring their children to the elementary level by 7 o'clock in the morning. And then we've developed a wonderful partnership with the YMCA and the Sun Prairie Parks and Recs and Forestry Department. And uh, when school ends, this year it's going to end at 1.30. When school ends at 1.30 at all five elementary sites, the two of them, the YMCA and the Sun Prairie Parks and Recs and Forestry Department, have partnered together. They pick up at every one of our elementary sites from 1.30 to 5.30, 5.36 o'clock on Monday through Thursday when we have summer school. And Friday, they have a full day program. And the full day program on Friday is primarily field trips to other locations, museums, that type of a thing. And we started working again. We've worked with them now for two years. And, and it is, it's a seamless program and it's a wonderful opportunity. And then we also have one other program that's through our community schools program. That's at Westside. And that's in addition to what we are, or what the community is offering. And that is run through community schools. And that's a program for 30 to 40 children at the Westside School. And so we have a couple of different programs that go on. One of the things that we have worked very, very hard with, we work with our, um, a couple of departments we work extensively with, our nursing department, so that we have health assistants and district level nurses at every site so that they're available. And our nutrition program has been phenomenal. They have worked very hard to make sure we're giving kids a thorough nutrition program that looks just like what they're going to get during the school year. And we actually modified the school day this year for a couple of reasons. One, we shortened the number of weeks because we noticed that a lot of people during that last week of summer school were taking their children for vacation. And the other thing is by lengthening the day, we can get a, um, a more comfortable, maybe would be the best, best way to say it, a more comfortable lunch hour for our children. Yes. And at the elementary level, as Lisa mentioned, this is the first time our youngest learner, and we have a huge program in K2K at every site. We have typically between five and seven uh, classes of the kin kickoff to kindergarten. And this is their first time going through lunch line, mm -hmm. so we need to have that time. A little preparation for the beginning of the school year, which is awesome. So, you know, we, we put summer school program in place in order to fight what we sort of call summer backslide, yeah. meaning that, you know, sometimes over the summer, it's easy to be able to just, you know, turn on the TV and maybe sit for a bit or not get into reading like they normally would as they make strides across the school year. And so these these enrichment classes, all of these opportunities that you're talking about really are there, not just to have kids have a place to go during the summer. This is a specific goal for us in supporting kids to learn how to do to learn how to read and be fluent in literacy and then also be great as far as what you were talking about with mathematics and all of those enrichment things that we do to support kids. Right, because we have those awesome review classes, mm -hmm. um, math review, reading review, but we do a ton of reading and mathematics in our other enrichment classes too, which is maybe even more valuable for some students because they're doing it in a context of something that they're really interested in. Yeah, so you, not only are we expanding in elementary here, but we're also changing the, the registration process a we bit. We are. 
So talk a little bit about oh, that. Thanks, Brad. Uh, and I'll tell you, we are very, very excited about this. Um, our uh, student database, the, the people that support us, Infinite Campus, um, they have worked very closely with us. And we are going to be taking a leadership position, I think, in the state on this, that we actually are going to be sharing more information through Infinite Campus. We have had to reach out to other uh, businesses, uh, companies to register our children in the past. And we have always had uh, a little grief uh, that it's uh, kind of a rush for parents and it's on a first come first. Not really user friendly. Not user friendly. I got that feedback from my wife. Yes. (laughs) And and you could have gotten it from me too. And so what we did is we worked with our tech department and that's been, they have been wonderful this year to work with. And we worked with Infinite Campus and the people that uh, work with our district on that. And what we're doing is we are going to what we're calling a request process. And so there will be four classes that children can participate in over the five weeks. Those classes each run about 70 minutes long. And what we are asking parents to do is to put in request for four classes Mm -hmm. and then two alternate classes. And then what we'll do, we use what's called the wizard in Infinite Campus. So over the course of March, when parents put in their requests at the end of that time, then we will take the wizard. The wizard will look at all the requests and place the children. The other difference is that we are using the demand and the desire of students and their families to drive the program rather than I'm a teacher and I really want to teach this class. So we're going to have the teachers responding to what the parents and the children Mm -hmm. have requested. Um, That also reduces that stress of I've got to get in at a certain time. We've got a very large window almost the complete month of March and we timed it uh, very intentionally that way because of parent-teacher conferences. So, for example, if if Lisa has a child and her child really needs to be in reading or math, this also gives the teachers a time to talk to Lisa and say, you know, your son Brad really needs to be in reading review or Mm -hmm. math review or both. And then she's aware of that. And then that automatically will be scheduled for Lisa's child. And then the other elective or enrichment classes will wrap around that. We also changed the program years ago so that children can get not only reading and math, but enrichment. And actually, we review the data, and what we have found is that when children take a combination of the review and the enrichment, they tend to score higher in the fall on their standardized tests than just straight-up reading and math. Mm -hmm. And Lisa hit on that because they're doing it in, in, in an environment that they really enjoy. Yeah, that's just all so cool. So um, let's just draw out a little bit more about it, because in the past, if you were a parent registering for summer school, you had to be sort of Johnny on the spot in order to be able to just gain access to a spot. So let's sort of dispel that myth as much as we can, because I think that, you know, people are out there with this sort of false sense that they have to compete with others to try to gain a spot. So, So Shelly, you said it was basically the entire month of March. I'm looking at the website. It says March 9th all the way through April 15th you can register. Is that correct? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And and again, it gives parents time. And if they decide that they have to change, or let me give you another example that that'll do too. 
So um, Lisa has met with her child's teacher, and her child's teacher has said, you know, your son Brad really should be in reading review. Mm-hmm. They go home, they talk with Brad. Maybe Brad's a little reluctant on that. If indeed they say, you know, really this summer, we'd rather have him just in enrichment. They can go back. Lisa can talk to the teacher. The teacher can tell us, and we'll take Brad out of that reading class. We're hoping they want to keep him in. But we've given it that big window. There will be no rush. There is no first come, first serve. It is going to be based on requests. And pretty much we feel that all the requests will be filled just exactly as parents and children want them. But you are absolutely right. It is not first come, first serve. And we have done that for a multitude of reasons. I loved your words. It wasn't user friendly. The other thing is is that we realized that it really gave some people more of an opportunity. So if we have a parent whose job is sitting at a computer all day and they're there at the crack of dawn and they can get on and get their kids registered in the past, that gave them an advantage and we did not like that. This way everybody is on the same playing field. So if indeed I'm, I always worked multiple jobs. As you know, Brad, I still work multiple (laughs) jobs. So if I'm working like a night shift uh, and I can't, I'm still at work and I can't get on a computer at eight o'clock that morning it doesn't matter I can get on at three o'clock that afternoon I can wait a week and get on I can wait two weeks and get on but I can continue to put my requests in there's another advantage to this too is that we uh, every summer we use summer school as a training ground not just for children but for the people that surround children I'll give you one example when the district put in the uh, automated process for submitting absences for staff. We did that initial training for staff during summer school. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a great opportunity to really train parents and give them experience with support on how to use their child's infinite campus account through the parent portal. And for those youngest learners, for their parents, it's the first chance they get to use it. So we have worked very hard. We've worked real hard with the 4K program to make sure that we're getting information out. The other thing I would say too, and um, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing for some of the 4K families in opening up the doors early for them. But the other thing is that we send everything out and test it out. We test it out on parents. This past week, we had parents who don't, they aren't involved with summer school. We had them test the system to see how it works. And then we take their feedback. I am very eager always for feedback. We take their feedback and I can tell you even as recently as two days ago, we went in and changed some of the instructions that we just are posting online. They're sort of a quick, concise summary of what's in the book. And we did that because parents said, you know, if you just add this word here, it would make something more clear. So that's been real beneficial. Jeff talked a little bit about accessing the website and just, you know, parents out there thinking like, how are we going to go about doing this? You know, and so where do I access the, access all of the information? Talk a little bit about how, how, um, how parents would go about finding those classes that you're talking about. Sure. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, the website has the course guide within it, so you can look through that and peruse and think about what your child might be interested in or talk to your child about what's listed on the website. Um, the website has a ton of other information out there, such as the schedule for the day, um, specific site information, 
um, the registration links and information. And then it actually also has information for staff. So anyone interested in being a summer school staff member can also access lots of information. And if you'd like well. a paper copy, how does that go? We have paper copies that we put out. We have found over the years that people aren't using the paper copies nearly as much. We make them available in the district office and at all of the elementary sites. A middle school and upper middle school has not used it that much. We'll give them copies if they desire, but we haven't had a great demand for them. So we have uh, saved money because we've reduced the number of printed copies because we found the go-to. And uh, I, I've, you know, when I hear from parents, they almost always reference the website they seldom will reference the sure. hard copies sure. could I could I just talk a little bit because mm -hmm. Lisa is helping me we have two people that really really are also uh, well we have several people in the office that are instrumental uh, our coordinators for each grade level Christy Tao coordinates the elementary Joe Guyette coordinates middle and upper middle and Brittany Browning coordinates uh, the high school and PPA they do a great job but I've tapped into two of the principals to really help with things Lisa is one who's doing a lot of work with me on uh, the pre-K through four and then Kristen Wilkinson is working with me closely on five through twelve because she is the high school principal in the summer and Lisa's one of the elementary principals and Lisa would you talk just a little bit about the open house we're going to do for the parents of 4k yeah we're really excited about this so um, our students that sign up for a kickoff to kindergarten um, sometimes that causes a little bit of anxiousness for students for parents um, my kids going to school for the first time what mm -hmm. is this going to look like and so we actually are going to be able to offer um, an open house night I think it'll be for like an hour the first week of June um, so parents can come in with their child meet some of the kickoff to kindergarten teachers the principal and just kind of get a feel for the space um, so that's going to be a really great opportunity for parents to come into the school and see what it's like with their child before that first day um, and then on the first day they can you know they could even that night, right? I guess open house. I'll go back to that. They can walk in the building with their kid and show them where they're going to enter and everything like that. But because um, the first day, for safety reasons, right, we do pick up, drop off. Mm -hmm. There's not entering the building for parents that first day. So this is their opportunity to really see the space. So to to give our parents a picture, let's say that you know you've had your kid at the pack or some other daytime program in the past and you're thinking about signing up a, your student for summer school, what does that day look like? A typical day at the elementary level um, looks like students arrive, they're playing on the playground. Some might come in um, early for that early morning class where they would meet with a staff member in the cafeteria or whatever space each school has determined and they might play some games, they might do some sort of academic activity. Um, it's usually breakfast uh, And available. then breakfast, yes. Mm -hmm. So that would be the next thing is that students that arrive at a certain time can definitely take advantage of having breakfast um, and then they enter the building we do lineups on the playground just like during the school year so there's cones out there for each teacher and the teacher escorts their class in um, and then they have their class and then they'll switch classes and then after that is um, lunch and recess as well so in the day after they've had three periods excuse me then they go ahead and get to play with their friends mm -hmm. um, and have one more class at the end of the day before dismissal and that's where those options come in as far as the classes go. Right. That's um, the best part. <laughs> what is what I'm really proud of is how we handle transportation oh. for summer school. Yeah. And so uh, also just talk a little bit about, 
I mean, it's it's pretty complex. But talk about uh, about our commitment to getting kids to school. I love that choice of words, Brad, because you talk about commitment. Our district is not required in any way to serve children breakfasts, lunch, or to transport them. And yet the district has made a decision to have that commitment. So we do transportation and it's pretty much the full-blown transportation. Mm-hmm. What changes? Very to, rare across oh, the state of Wisconsin. very to rare. Have a uh, there are a couple other system. districts that use their buses, but they use them as shuttles. Mm-hmm. So what that would mean is you as a parent, you get your child to this location, they wait there, the shuttle will take them. But that is very, very, very limited throughout the state of Wisconsin. We do transportation like we do it during the school year. So we pick children up at their designated location. The one thing I would tell you, and we tell parents this over and over and have been since November, is that the site where your child might get picked up or dropped off might be a little different than it is during the school year because even though we have close to or over 6,000 children, there's still more children during the school year. So the location where the pickup and the drop off might be is a little different. Um, we have, just like we would during the school year, we have supervision for the buses. Mm-hmm. We have supervision when the children get off the bus at school and when they get on the bus at school. One of the things we do, too, and uh, 4K is a good example, is uh, back in probably November, uh, Lisa and I worked on a, and we worked with Elizabeth Knutton on this. We developed a special information. Our coordinator, our, 4K, across 4K, the district. I yep. apologize. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Anyway, we worked on um, getting information to parents about about uh, safety at our schools, particularly about arrival and dismissal. So we shared that very early on. And then the 4K director has been picking up that theme and writing about it to the 4K. We send that information out to all parents so that they know what that process is. Our bus company and the people in the district office that work with that have already been working with us. And every year they work to make it an Um, more user-friendly system. So now when you go in to request classes for your child, automatically it'll come up and it'll look like you're requesting a class. And you just click the button that says request transportation. So if your child is eligible, if you don't live next door to Token Springs, you live you know, a mile away or a mile and a half away, you can click that button and your child will be registered for transportation. Mm -hmm. So they have worked diligently with us to make it very easy. Something we're all very proud of. So. Yes, yes. Jeff, do you need to uh, interrupt with our call sign? Well, no, uh, okay. but I do have a couple questions if we have, uh, if that's okay. There's a break in the action. Turn it yeah. over to you, Jeff. Okay, so um, again, I want to stress because I think it's probably the biggest change uh, that's been made to the program is how you, how you register, that you can register anywhere, anytime between March 9th and April 15th. So if I'm a parent and I register... How, when do I find out what classes my child has? How oh, do, uh, thank you. That's great. So one of the things in the instructions that we tried out with parents this past two weeks right. is that you can just print off what you have requested. So you'll get a print off if you decide to do that at the, okay. end, of the, at the end of submitting the request and there's instructions 
step by step that you can print off your request. So now you've requested your four classes and two alternate classes. And you have to request two alternates. You can't get out of the system without doing the two no, alternates? No, you have to request all of okay. them. Okay. So you request all of your classes, and then what we will do is after we schedule them, we will send you information that'll say, here's the schedule for your child so that they know exactly what class their child will be in and what time that class will be. So we send those after those are confirmed. The other thing I would say, too, going back to transportation, transportation does the same kind of a process. They take all of those requests, they look at if the child is eligible or not, and they also send information to the parents on where the drop-off and the pickup point is Great. and that they are getting transportation. So we confirm everything. Excellent. And then my other question was, uh, you talked earlier about the full day program in conjunction with the YMCA and the Park and Rec Department here with the yes. City of Sun Prairie. How do parents register for that full day program? We already have that information posted on our website, and okay. then we also disseminated that out to all parents K-4 already. So they've already gotten that information. And uh, I always think I emphasize this enough, that this is a, a community program, and here's the number to call. But, you know, I already have gotten a couple of questions like, tell me again. How do I right. get a hold of these people? But we will also, one of the things we do too is we push this out on Facebook, we have it on the website, and we will follow up before registration starts, which is going to be pretty soon. Right. We will once again send a reminder to all parents. We link all of the live links into that uh, information we send out. So they have it at their fingertips. Um, we've learned over the years, we're not just going to sit back, but rather we pursue this very assertively and try to get it into the hands of the people. So what's the website people should go to Well, on you, March 9th at 7 o'clock in the morning? First of all, <laughs> not that you no, have to go. No, no, I, you don't. Exactly. No. You can go anytime between March 9th and April 15th uh, to get on. Yep. Any time of the day, too. So, um, But the site, any if you just Google Sun Prairie Summer School, it will come up. But if you go to the Sun Prairie Area School District uh, website, right. and you look on there, and you can just go to the search button, and it'll say summer, you can put in summer school, and it will come up. Up. So, um, you know, we're we're very proud of the information that we have out there. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else? Well, I'm going to put a pitch in that's not part of this, and I want to remind people in March. March is a huge month. March is Reading in Our Schools Month, Music in Our Schools Month, Arts in Our School Month, and March is and Middle also? Level Education Month. Mm -hmm. So did you have one more? No. Nope. Oh, it's a big month, and that's coming up, and so there'll be lots of celebrating going on in March. Brad, do you have anything else you want to add? I know you usually throw in some events yeah, well, at the end of the show. Just first of all, and uh, you know, uh, just a, a note of gratitude, both uh, Shelley and then also Lisa, but really all of the summer school teachers, all of our leaders, and all of the parents that really make this work. It's a part of our commitment to kids. It's part of how we bring our vision to life, and it's just super important what you do on behalf of kids. And just just know if you go to our school district website and click calendar, you can see all of the dates that are going to be happening for the sort of these mid-year symphonies and orchestras, the boys basketball, girls basketball, our hockey teams, gymnastics, all of the things that are happening. Uh, just a reminder that on the 
13th of March that we will have parent-teacher conferences happening. So the kids won't have school, and then spring break is technically through March 23rd through March 27th. And then also what is really interesting is a couple of things coming up. Uh, on Friday night, we will have a movie night, uh, Aquila and the Bee, over at Cardinal Heights as a part of our Black History Month calendar. And then also on Saturday, we will have a ton of educators from across the state of Wisconsin coming to our social justice ed camp, and that's on Saturday the 29th. So always lots of cool things happening in Sun Prairie Area School District. And uh, I, I also wanted to mention a couple things real quick. Um, Shelly, if somebody has any questions, they can go to the summer school page on the website. They can call you or your email. Yes. There's a link to your email, email there. And um, email, I answer email, I think, very, very promptly. But any one of the people that are on there will respond to the questions. And, uh, you know, and we we seek input. Uh, we, we like feedback and we like people telling us what we're doing well and where we need to improve. You know, we're continually improving and, and we're proud of that. And I'll just say, sort of to, to toot our own horn a little bit, uh, Brad mentioned some of the sports teams. If you tune into K-Sun on Friday night, you can see the girls' basketball team yep. live at 7 o'clock. The uh, playoffs resource. are starting. And also then if you tune into our radio station on Friday night, we'll have the girls' hockey game. Yep. So we're doing both uh, sports on Friday night. Perfect. Thank you. Great partnership. Uh, all right. Well, I think that covers it. At least you have anything to add? Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, uh, Brad. Thanks for being here. Uh, Shelly, thanks for being here. Lisa, thanks for being here. And uh, I want to thank, uh, again, Todd for uh, letting me fill in. And uh, you've been listening to Homeroom. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you next time.